Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Simon Says Podcast. How are we all doing today? It is, for me, Sunday, uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I uh, just finished up my training session and um, sat down with my post-workout protein shake, banana and two squares bars. Lovely. I will not be consuming those on the podcast though as it would probably make quite a noise. Anyway, is it body dysmorphia or do you look shit? This is a question, a question which many people have posed to themselves, I'm sure, in the past, and um, I thought we'd delve into that and uh, answer this question that you might be thinking to yourself, and um, obviously there's there's never one answer, so um, let's talk about a couple of different scenarios. Are you telling people that you have body dysmorphia in order to get a bit of comfort a little bit of reassurance nothing wrong with that absolutely nothing wrong with that you know sometimes we need a little bit of reassurance to know that we are progressing in the right direction and uh, friends family people around you that can be a helpful indicator that you are making progress but do you secretly know that you are actually looking better you know i think a lot of people what you start asking, what you start saying to people reinforces to what you what you start feeling. If you tell everybody, oh, I'm anxious, I'm an anxious person, guess what? You're probably an anxious person. If you tell everybody, oh, I've got body dysmorphia, guess what? You've probably got the body dysmorphia. And maybe not necessarily that was the, the root cause of you know the body dysmorphia. You might have just been asking people, but then because you constantly need this reassurance from other people, you then imprint it onto yourself. Oh, I've got body dysmorphia. Actually, you've just imprinted that into the way that you've trained your way of thinking. Are you saying that you've got body dysmorphia because you're comparing your physique now to when you're in the gym? Because this is a big one. People go into the gym and they're like, oh, I feel good about myself. I've got a bit of a pump. You know, um, I, I feel like I'm looking good. I feel like I'm making progress. And then on the flip side of that, when you're not training, maybe you've, you've gone through a deload, maybe you're, you just started a diet. This is a, just starting a diet, you probably look your worst, let's be honest. Like, you're flat, you've still got body fat, um, and then you're going through these phases of, oh, should I, should I be building more muscle? Should I actually be dieting? What should I be doing? And then you start thinking, oh, I've got body dysmorphia. No, you just look shit at the moment, or you look shitter than where you were before because when you've got loads of carbs coming in you're a little bit fuller so sometimes you might drop a little bit of an initial water and that can help you know you start looking a little bit leaner but it might just be that you'd look a little bit worse than you were last week because you're going through that process of then looking better you know? are you saying you've got body dysmorphia in order to just get social media attention because this is a big one as well you see people, you're like, yo, this person's been making some good amount of progress. And then they post about, oh, woe is me, I've got body dysmorphia, I'm not seeing any progress, yada, yada, yada. And you're like, how are you not seeing this? How are you not seeing this progress in which you're making? When realistically, it's an easy way to get some traction, get some... Um, What's the, what would be the best word? Interactions, insights, you know, you Im improve your, your social media. And then that itself kind of imprints it 
that that's a positive thing to put out. You know, you start getting all this attention, you start getting that initial bit of dopamine hit. You're like, oh yeah, people are interacting with this. Um, people, I've put up a post, for example, about body dysmorphia, and loads of people have, you know, commented on it. Yas Queen, you know, you're doing well, you're a king, whatever, and you start feeling better about yourself. But then you you rely on that again. You know, you rely on that. It's going back to almost to the first question. Are you relying on it because you're looking for um, reassurance from other people? And one thing that is important to remember is your brain is like a ski slope. The thought patterns that you go down, down that slope, you're ingraining that trail. You're ingraining those little grooves into the snow. And it becomes so much easier for you to just let your brain go down a thought pattern in which it's already gone down and then it escalates it snowballs and you get into that loop of just having the same old thoughts all the time i've been doing this uh, little gratitude journal which I, I just bought a little gratitude journal off amazon nothing uh, nothing fancy it's called the six minute book uh, and the idea is um, you're supposed to invest six minutes into it in the morning, um, or three minutes in the morning, <clears throat> three minutes in the evening, you kind of talk about what you're grateful for each day. And um, it definitely takes me longer than six minutes, by the way. Definitely marketing there. But um, it it requires you to reflect on positive things, and it requires you to um, ask about what you're going to do to improve. So just telling you to recognize those things that you're grateful for is training your brain to look for those positive things. And so naturally, because of that, you start thinking more positively. Like, it's... People overcomplicate it. People overcomplicate their brains. Like, it's an incredibly complicated thing. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Uh, the, the human brain blows my mind. Um, and it, it is complicated, but it isn't. The practices that you can do are very, very simple in order to change the way in which you think or to think more positively. Um, and it's it's almost about exposing yourself to these things that, like training yourself to expose yourself to these things that you want more of in your life. Like most people want to be happier, they want to be more grateful, all of this kind of stuff. So expose yourself to those things and you will get more of those things back because you recognize those things. It's like if you buy a new car, uh, and you're like, oh, I've not seen many people drive this car around. I'm going to drive this car and feel quite good about myself, whatever. Then for the next few months, all you see is that car because you've started to recognize it as your car. So you, like part of your brain goes, oh, is that my car? No, no, it's not. But you recognize it. And so when you start looking for these things that you're grateful for in your life, you start recognizing those things. And actually, life doesn't seem that bad. It's uh, it's, it's so simple but also so complicated at the same time. Um, and there's lots of things that create the human brain to look at the negative things in life. Um, and from an animal, from an instinctive perspective, of course it makes sense to look at those negatives because those negative things in, the, in a survival situation could be a threat to your life. So of course it's natural for us to do that, but we are at a stage of human evolution or development or whatever, or smartness or IQ, whatever you want to call it, where we should be able to give your brain um, this environment and train your brain to see the environment. You know, you could 
for example, the news is a fantastic um, sort of uh, indicator of this. People that watch the news, they all just seem sad and depressed. Doom and gloom, the world is ending, the world is such an awful place, petrol prices going up, wars, uh, famine, racism, all of this kind of thing. And actually, realistically, from a human ev- evolutional point, we're probably in the most diverse, in the most, in, in the safest, in the best medical, um, in in so many, in technological, in so many different aspects, the human evolution or the the human time now, we are in living in the best time. Like, you could focus on that and be like, wow, what the the fact that we even have smartphones, computers, the internet. All of these things, it it's it's come so quickly to us, and because we've seen all this progression so quickly, I've definitely gone off the point of body dysmorphia here. <laughs> but because we've seen these improvements so quickly, we just kind of expect improvements all the time. And there's something there's something powerful about being content, and that word does tend to have quite negative connotations because you know in your career in your life we are always looking to continue to progress but there's finding contentment like okay so maybe this is a bad example talking about a body dysmorphia podcast but i'm quite content with my physique like if i didn't change for the next x amount of time that i'm on this earth i wouldn't be mad at that i enjoy progressing I enjoy seeing progress on uh, my physique, of course, um, in the gym on my numbers. But I've, I've, from a young age, I fell in love with the process of going to the gym rather than the results. So it it stops becoming so result focused. And don't get me wrong, when I'm getting into a training cycle and I'm seeing my numbers progressing, I get quite invested in that progress for sure. Like I'm looking to improve on my numbers, but having contentment with your body or having contentment with many different aspects in your life is a powerful thing but looked at quite negatively in our society i think because we're so driven towards progress we're so driven towards um uh, development and improvement and expansion it's it's obviously i get it that's human nature and um from like a Again, from an animal perspective, you want to be able to have lots of opportunities. You want to be able to have all the food. You want to have all the comforts. You want to have all of these things. But it doesn't necessarily make your life happier. I would say you're happier when you start recognizing the things that you have in your life um, rather than the things you don't have in your life. Of course, it's all perspective. But anyway, wrapping that back to body dysmorphia, a lot of people will complain that they have like body dysmorphia or they feel bad about their body whilst they're in the gym but if they're in their work environment and people in their work environment don't have good physiques nobody really compares themselves to people that they work with that often it's usually people that are in the gym same goes for like if you were in the gym and you brought out a protein shake for example if you're in a gym most people are going to acknowledge that and be like yeah positive that's a that, that person is on their nutrition whatever you might get some people that are judging you for like thinking that your anabolic window is tiny, but there's all kinds of people in this world. Um, if you were to bring a Tupperware box to work, a lot of people look at that 
as a bit weird, you know, like it's definitely become more uh, accepted um, as looking after your health has almost become fashionable now. But like back in the day, it would be like a, a quite a weird thing if you turned up with a Tupperware box rather than buying a Greg's, you know, or, or doing something like that. But you compare those two different scenarios in the same way, you know, you, you're worried about what the people that you're working are judge the way in which they judge you, but you want to have the physique in which is attained by doing that. So when people say about body dysmorphia, it does come down to a, are you working hard enough? If you are working hard enough, you probably know that you're working hard enough. B, are you actually working too hard? That's, that's a big one as well. Um, overtraining makes you look shit as well. Like you, you start holding on to water, you start looking flat, you start looking stringy, your sleep's bad. So any time in which your physique starts to look a little bit worse, you notice it. Any time your physique starts to look a little bit better, you might not notice it. That's like a bit of a scale, I'd say. You focus on the, the negatives again. Um, I'm going to wrap this podcast up there. I feel like I could probably talk about this subject and get um, pulled down different rabbit holes of my mind. But for now, we'll leave it there. And uh, if you've got any further questions or you'd like to give me some feedback, drop it across through to Instagram at 7030fitness and uh, I will be sure to reply. Take care of yourselves. Have a nice weekend and uh, stay safe out there and love yourself a bit more. Take care. Bye. Love you.